You know what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm yelling from back here. What? <laughs> yeah, who's this fucking Stantler and Waldorf <laughs> guy in the background? <laughs> I mean, that is the role I play in most uh, friendships, is a grumpy Muppet. We are We are both Muppets. Yeah. I'm the Muppet whose gimmick is saying too many words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Muppet whose gimmicks is, um, I'm just the biggest and cuddliest one. I'm the only Muppet who's- <laughs> I'm the- <laughs> I can't say the joke I was gonna say. <laughs> I was about to say I'm the only Muppet who's hot, but then I remembered Miss Piggy. <laughs> I don't want to disparage Miss Piggy's name. Or her station as as the one true hot Muppet. That's true, that's true. (laughs) You're about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work. But if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? Welcome, one and all, to Artificial Ghost Radio, a musical tour through the minds of our contestants. Fiery and resplendent, it's me, Miles. Purveyor of trash, Jupiter. And welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, uh, your uh, Sisyphean music recommendation podcast. I feel like I always flub the intro, and it feels like at this point I should just, just like, let your thing be the intro and just (laughs) do whatever bullshit I want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of already do that, so. I mean, I'm literally doing that right now, mm-hmm. just by acknowledging it and talking about it. Mm. So I feel like I should just lean into that. Mm, sure. <laughs> lean into my bullshit. That's my new motto. <laughs> Jesus. Sucks. That sucks. 2020, lean into it. Uh, <laughs> are, f- you know what, McElroy's, you've done a bad job. We're naming the years now. <laughs> we are no longer down to business. It is. <laughs> 2020, lean into it. <laughs> 2020, just fucking go with it at this point. Just fucking go with it. Oh my god. <sighs> anyway, um, hey, this is uh, this is a music podcast, and you've certainly recognized that by now. Yeah, by everything that we've said. <laughs> I I I have noticed a couple of people have said, and they don't say it disparagingly. They mean it. With love, and I take it with love, and, uh, uh, and you know, I I love the way we make our show. I think we're doing a good job. But I have noticed that a couple of people have noticed that we tend to not talk about music more than we talk about music. Well. <laughs> and, have called, and have called the show, like, something along the lines of, like, getting back on topic, the show. <laughs> Which... 
Which I do love. That is very fun. <laughs> Pull it together, the podcast. Get your shit together, the show. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Swinging like a trapeze, the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just Jupiter and I sitting on an island just fucking <laughs> in the drift together. <laughs> Mind melting. Yeah, yeah. We are. This is a, a Pacific Rim-esque podcast because we're in the drift. We're in the drift and we're at the end of the movie where they're just like in the like flotation escape things. We're just in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Drifting in the drift, baby. Drifting in the drift. Music can relate. To fucking anything. Yeah. Music inherently is about the human experience. So, you know, fucking we'll talk about a lot of shit. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's a, this podcast is a metaphor. Yeah, it's a metaphor for the human experience, obviously. Don't don't take this podcast literally. Take it as, <laughs> it, as its figurative value. Uh, but hey, we're not here to talk about format. We're here to talk about dragons. Yeah, we're here to talk about dragons. We're here to talk about dragons. Again, I have to say it like that or Joey Wheeler will come and kill me. Yeah, legally we have to say it like Joey Wheeler. Watch out for, at some point during this episode, one of us will say, baby dragon. Uh, just sort of in, in natural conversation. Just uh, uh, watch out for it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, this is a theme that I thought of, um, much in the Jupiter style because I was listening to a song and I manufactured a theme around it. That's how to do. That's how to do. That's how I do all my themes. Yeah, that is how to do. Uh, howdy doody. Um, and I, you know, I really like doing like, uh, uh, sort of fantasy mythical sort of themes. I like deep diving into some world and, uh, you know, uh, the associated like language of different creatures and, and all of that stuff. And I like dragons. Dragons are pretty cool. Dragons are pretty cool. I, I never had a dragon face. I always, um, I don't know, like, for some reason, like, dragons and dinosaurs and stuff, like, that fully bounced off of me as a kid. Um, I don't know why. I, I just don't. Yeah. Like, well, it's because, truly, it's because, uh, Scooby-Doo, uh, in, in, informed in me, uh, inherent love of monsters from a very young age. Yeah. To the point where, I, one of the first school assignments I remember doing was on an anglerfish. Ah, cool. Which is definitely one of the most monstrous creatures in the ocean. It's like yeah. in the top 50. Yeah. I was always more interested in like, I was about to say I was more interested in made up monsters, but dragons are literally made up monsters. So I don't know <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about. No, but like dragons are more about like the medieval, like. Oh, yeah myth of it it's more myth than creature like because i because i never really got into high fantasy like ever mm. i never got into like lord of the rings um i really like i don't know just well i was never that interested in reading <laughs> so and then on the other side i uh my brother had a dragonology book you know the type oh yeah for sure 
Uh, and I was very much into fantasy, some high fantasy, uh, just like any kind of like magic realism stuff I loved. Also because like my parents really like that stuff. So it was very accessible to me. Um, I didn't read Lord of the Rings, but like, you know, watch movies and stuff. Um, loved, loved all that. And you know, I used to be like a Harry Potter kid, all of that like fantasy stuff. I love a dragon. I don't, I don't think I've ever retained a lot of like, the quote-unquote lore about different dragons, depending on, like, where you're from. I don't think that's really, you know, probably moved that out of my brain for something a bit more important <laughs> than dragons. Uh, but, yeah, I still I still love a dragon. And also, like, playing D&D, obviously. I've got to get a bit more into dragons. Yeah, uh, well, here's the, here's the fucking thing, right? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons are, is inherently, like... About dragons. Like... <laughs> Well, it's inherently, uh, yikes. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> For being a game supposedly about dragons, dragons basically never come up. Yeah, uh, whenever I, like, have DM'd any sort of, like, tabletop role-playing game, dragons aren't usually the, like enemy that i choose i think for a multitude of reasons because first of all it's a little bit cliche we have to say that <laughs> you know what's going on with a dragon yeah it's a fucking dragon <laughs> um but then the other thing is like dragons even in especially like in 5e and again wizards of the coast kind of suck D D, you can take it or leave it Again, this is just my experience from playing D&D in past years. Um, but uh, dragons are like intelligent creatures, not just in the like way of, oh, me dragon, me hungry, but in the way of like, they have names and like yeah. families and societies and thoughts and philosophies. Like they are fully realized beings. And I don't like making them inherently like, oh, there's a big dragon you gotta go kill. Right. It's much more of a thing of, like, go and talk to the dragon. <laughs> like, well, that's the- I mean, that's- you've just described the inherent fucking issue with D&D. <laughs> well, exactly. But also, we are, like, monster lovers on this podcast. Well, yeah, for sure. But also, orcs aren't monsters. They're just people. I'm glad that they are resolving that finally, but also it should have been resolved a long time ago. No, I don't care that they're resolving that because like they're only resolving that because people got angry. They don't actually care about the problem. Yeah. They like literally like people have been thinking about these issues for literal decades since the games fucking like originally came out. And like, yeah, people definitely told Gary Gygax that this was a problem. Yeah. And yeah, just all like there's so many like, literally systemic racism in like a a role-playing game right like within the context so it's not good they will they would have to create a whole nother edition that completely basically starts from scratch to fully be able to like understand and like unravel the fact that racist ideas that are just held assumptions within the world of fantasy inform the design of D&D to its very core. Yeah. And, like, a Wizard of the Coast is not gonna get away from that without some, like, actual serious fucking work. And, hey, this is a metaphor for capitalism. Yeah. And also, hey, there's a lot of good TTRPGs out there that oh, have done real. away with that and, you know- 
There's a lot of alternatives, but yeah. I will say, uh, not to not to give insider information, um, uh, but uh, there have been a lot of talks in the uh, chat for the new network of like tabletop RPG stream series that we're sort of like thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, no, fully no uh, uh, promises or announcements or anything. But I will say it's wonderful to see people uh, excited about like making content about games that are not D&D. Yeah. So, Miles. So, Jupiter. What's your song? So, the song that inspired this theme is a song that was actually uh, suggested to me on Tumblr when I was like, oh, hey, suggest me some songs. Like, I want to, you know, I've been in kind of a bit of a rut and I wanted to get some new music in me. Uh, And an anonymous person uh, suggested this song and I really fucking love it. (laughs) It's really good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The song is Dragon by Breathe Owl Breathe. I, I'm so glad that you have chosen a song literally called Dragon. <laughs> because I'm so glad that you're bringing a literal interpretation of this theme and not my bullshit that's later. <laughs> well, usually it's the other way around, so we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> usually it's me that's like, um, so if you conceptually, like, <laughs> if you... <laughs> so if you like... <laughs> Okay, literally the way the show goes, though, is person who thought up the theme uh, has a really thought out reason why this song in particular fits the theme because it was created specifically for it. And then the second person is just like, uh, so here's this shit. (laughs) So fucking, uh, here we go. Hey, let's give us a listen. Let's give this song a fucking listen. All right, meet yourself and I'll count us down. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. I'm ready All right, to go. meet yourself and I'll count us down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. I just didn't know the dragon was a dragon because the dragon had really good penmanship. So written on a scroll, a little torn around the edges with India ink. Here we go. So, what'd you think? I well, first off, I did really like it. It is very fun. I will uh, say, I could hear the song coming from a uh, from a mile away and be like, Miles would love that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Obviously, I love the intro. Very good for a multitude of reasons. For for one, because it sounds like he's making up the story as he's going. Yeah, <laughs> it's very like improv-y. <laughs> The lyrics literally include the word, um. Yep. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, um, <laughs> the princess didn't know the dragon was a dragon. I love that line. The princess didn't know the dragon was a dragon because the dragon had really good penmanship. That's so cute. But like, also, <laughs> but also I love the implication of just like, if you received a letter from someone and like, you couldn't fucking read it. And the pen machine was really bad. That you'd fucking be like, I, I, you know what? I bet this was, <laughs> I bet this was written by a fucking dragon. 
This has dragon written all over it. Yeah, it says dragon in really big, terrible handwriting. <laughs> you could tell because it had a pen between its teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this song for so many reasons. And I like it the more and more I listen to it. It's one of those songs for me. Um, just I love like a, it is so purely like storybook folktale. It yeah. is so like kids book. And I really enjoy that. Uh, because it has like this very sweet message and I love like a dragon and princess story, um, whether like, you know, in whatever context. Um, and, and I thought this was really cute just being like, we're pen pals and I'm afraid that if you know that I'm a dragon, you'll hate me. And it's like, it, it's just very sweet. I can imagine, I can so clearly picture this picture book in my head. I'd really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I fully like, like a, a picture book that trans kids would love a lot, then not know why for many years. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think my favorite bit, I also love like the repeating of um, how do you stop loving someone? I know that you don't particularly like repeating bits, but I really like, um, I don't know, just like a very pretty, I love like the two singers of this group. Uh, they work really well together. But I love the, the verse, let these words speak, let our eyes never meet, because even if you love me, what would the people think? What would they do to you? They'll just keep fighting and I'll keep writing to you. I really like that. It's like, you know, this situation really can't be resolved uh, in in any sort of like nice, happy ending way. Uh, because even if, like, we were to run away together and you and I could live in my cave, like, people would find us and try and kill us or whatever. Right. That's really sad. It's it's a beautiful story. Uh, and I love that, like, I listened to the rest of the album. None of it's quite this fantasy-driven, <laughs> which I like. <laughs> it's just, like, five songs in, it's like, okay, guys, <laughs> time for a story. Hey, by the way... Let's sit down. Let's sit down and uh, and and tell you a tale about a dragon who uh, who likes to write. Do you think the dragon writes anything else? Like a like? Do you think the dragon is a novelist? I think the dragon is working on a manuscript. Mm. I think the dragons are bard. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. I get that. I think they're both bards because later on it's like I can hear the queen singing in her tower. I think they're both bards. I think, like, the dragon is a writing kind of bard, like, write stories. Sure. Uh, and, and the princess is a singer. Beautiful. Yeah. When two theater kids get together and one of them is a dragon. <laughs> That's most theater kids. <laughs> anyway, I think there should be more dragon songs. <laughs> there, you know what? There should be. There should be more dragon songs. I like. Like, there are plenty of songs by, like metal bands or whatever that are like hey dragons are cool and powerful or like i am i'm a i'm a very strong white man and i can kill a dragon probably <laughs> yeah that viking metal shit yeah but yeah there's not a lot of like songs about like examining the like loneliness that is probably very inherent to being a dragon yeah I completely agree. I think we should. I would like, I mean, honestly, more songs like this that have like that sympathetic note to it about all kinds of creatures and, and monsters and stuff. Like I want, like, uh, remember when I bought that song, um, like uh, maybe last Halloween or like maybe the first one, which is like, uh, Bride of Frankenstein by Charming Disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like a very groovy chill song. Yeah. I still listen to that song. It's, it's a good song. It's great. 
I it's just now occurring to me mm. how quickly September is gonna or, or how I don't know why I said September how quickly um a Halloween is gonna sneak up on us yeah which is especially strange I feel because like Halloween ain't really real this year so I don't know how we're tackling that. I mean, that's kind of the funny thing about this podcast is we're kind of spooky uh, 365 days a year. Right. But I like to be extra spooky uh, during October, so I'm sure we'll still find something to to talk about. It's not like, uh, I mean, also like Australia doesn't celebrate Halloween at all, so it's not really going to change for me, but. Yeah, that's, you know what, that's fully fair. And like, also, I haven't really celebrated Halloween uh, in years. Also. It feels like we just did the fucking Art Ghost Awards, and that's coming up very quickly. Yeah. It truly, um, what has come out this year is basically just Kali Uchi's uh, EP. So. <laughs> yeah. It sort of feels, if I'm honest, it sort of feels like, um, unless things change, that we might do something different for our end of the year special yeah we'll see how things develop maybe reconsider in like i don't know october november (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's not close enough that we have to think about it right now Mm. but time moves so fast that it'll be here before we know it Mm-hmm. Uh, we should get to your song, but also, like, I, I just wanted to say, like, I, I also suggested this theme because I would love to get into doing more, uh, like, creature-based themes, some different, uh, different, because I was thinking, like, ooh, a, a song from a mythical creature, and I was like, that's way too general, so I'd love to get more of those done, but- Yeah. Jupiter. Miles. What song did you bring? Uh, the song that I brought this episode is- I think just kind of funny for me. It's kind of just a funny imagery. Uh, And I also just like thinking about it. Not this song in particular, but more like the ideas that it brings in terms of this theme. Mm -hmm. The song that I'm bringing is Rag and Bone by the White Stripes. Ooh. Which like, I cannot call myself a White Stripes fan. I think that Jack White is kind of a creep. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know how many White Stripes songs... And how many Jack White songs are, like, him pretending to be in school and his relationship to girls in school? Too many. It's like, that's why are- Hey, Jack White, why are you doing that so many times? I don't like it. I don't trust you. Don't like it. I don't think anything has been- has, like, come out about Jack White, although maybe it has. Probably. I don't know. But I will say, uh, I, just implicitly, I don't trust the man. That's fair, I think. That said, <laughs> I do like this song. Uh, and it's the only White Stripe song that I have saved. And it's just because it's like, it's just about liking trash. Yep. That's what Rag and Bone men were. Yeah. And I just like it. And I also like, when it comes to dragons, sorry, when it comes to dragons. Thank you. Uh, fucking, uh, uh, Iguana Mouth, fantastic artist, has done so many more things than the fucking unusual Dragon Hordes series that they did for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But that is probably their most popular thing that they have done. Yeah. Which is a series of 
uh, all commissioned artworks. This series is done. They will not make any more. Yeah. Uh, because they probably literally did every, every good idea, uh, already. And they're also very hard to draw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, they were these, uh, amazing, uh, illustrations of dragons with unusual hordes. Uh, stuff like, I don't know, plushies or card games or dice. Dice, or, I don't know, I think probably Other Dragons was one of them at some point, probably. Mm -hmm. They did so many. You can say a thing and it was probably true. And I love that idea. I love the idea that, like, okay, if we're thinking about dragons, if we're thinking about dragons in a modern day context, because, like, fantasy shit is so trapped in the Middle Ages, and it's just like, you cannot, um, like, fantasy writers cannot imagine a world where their fantasy world survives long enough to, like, <laughs> to, like, go into other time periods. Like, yeah. every fantasy writer assumes that all of their, you know, fantasy creations are just gonna all kill each other or, you know, Dark Side will win and uh, everyone will be dead. Or light side will win and nothing bad will ever happen again and nothing will ever change and people will just still be in the woods drinking wine and fucking off. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll also say, like, even in things that are, like, um like urban fantasy stuff, like, oh, you, you've probably seen stuff that's, like, a modern wizard or whatever. I don't think I've ever seen a modern dragon. Like, I don't think I've ever seen, like, if you go up to the top of the fucking radio tower, there's a dragon living in the disc. Like, <laughs> I don't think I've seen that, but also that slaps. I f that does slap. I do love that. Um, but I feel like generally the assumption of, like, like urban fantasy, which I don't even feel like urban fantasy goes far enough for me. Like, why is one of the, like, most modern examples fucking Will Smith is bright? <laughs> Uh, but, like, I think the assumption is that dragons are all dead by then. Yeah, that everyone's, like, hunted them down or whatever. Right. But, like, that sucks. That's sad. That's sad, and I want more dragons. Yeah, like, I have liked stories where, like, like, Dragon's Dogma is a good example of a story that, like, where, like, there is one dragon who is, like, definitively, like, an evil shithead and, like, is the main antagonist of the game. But, like, it's just the one dragon. There are no other dragons. So, like, it feels less like a species thing and more like this is a weird monster in this world who is unusual. Yeah, that guy's an asshole. Right, yeah. I, I have liked that story before, but I think it is genuinely more interesting of dragons being, like, maybe antisocial, but, mm. like, just creatures with, like, lives. Yeah. You know, there are, like, certainly implications for dragons living in your world, but they're more- they gotta be more complicated than, uh, dragon bad stole princess. Yeah, like, fucking put some flavor in. For real. Where's the flavor? Come on. We should probably listen to the song, by the way. <laughs> right, well, yeah, I was basically like, hey, I like this- I like thinking of the song as being, like, a modern dragon whose horde is, um, trash. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and actually- because hold on, let me let me look up her actual name. See, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Like, what's what the fuck is like? Mm -hmm. Is Meg White's actual like? 
Yeah, no, her last name is Jess White. Okay. Yeah. I was looking up her name because it's like, they're divorced now. Is she still, like, are they, are they both? Because I was just like, there's no way that Jack White, like, if Jack White kept the white name, if it wasn't his own, like, that would be incredibly shitty of him to do. Yeah. And then I was like, so Meg White must have had a different name or changed her last name since then or whatever. But no, as far as I can tell, hold on. No, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm deep in, I'm deep in it now. (laughs) I'm, I'm deep in it now. No, I'm, I'm wrong. I think, yeah, no, Jack White took Meg White's last name and then when they divorced, he kept it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> mm. This section of podcast is like not listenable because it's just me like looking at a Wikipedia page and being c- confused. But like, I have to include this in its entirety because what the fuck? That is really strange. Like, I. <sighs> Even the argument, like, oh, maybe he just liked the last name. Sure. But if it's your, like, ex or wife's last name, you gotta take a step back and say, mm. <laughs> He also married someone else after that and continues to be Jack White. <laughs> what the fuck? He, like, he fully, he fully married somebody else and then- they got divorced again, and and he kept the last name of his first ex-wife. That's fucking wild. No, that yeah. is that is wild. Yeah. There is nothing about this dude that I like. No. What the fuck, Jack White? What the fuck? I, it's insurmountable. Like, what do you do with that? How did his, like, friends and family react? You know what I mean? Like, oh, so you're gonna go back to your old last name? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, five years later, hey, I'm getting married to this new person. Hey, are you gonna, you know, are you gonna- You're gonna finally change your name? You're gonna take my last name now? Because I'm certainly not taking the last name of your ex-wife. I was gonna say, like, can you imagine if he did that? (laughs) Could you- (laughs) Imagine traveling name. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's oh my god. What the fuck? Jack White was like, I'm not changing my last name because like I'm that's the White Stripes, and even though that band is dead, that's still like why people know me. It's my IP. <laughs> it's the IP I stole. It's yeah, basically. Which like I mean, I guess I'm speculating now, but like, come on, <laughs> what other reason? Would he keep that name other than just being still obsessed with Meg White, which I would fucking hope not. Yeah. Or maybe his last name used to be like Bonacum or whatever. I mean, it was Gillis. That's fine. That's a normal fine name. Like, well, uh, and also like, okay, it's fully normal to have like a, a stage name. Like his actual like name is John Anthony White. See, that's fucked up. If his name was Jack White and he still kept the name Jack White for the stage, whatever, that's still weird. But the fact that his name isn't even Jack. At that point, why? Like- Bro! 
Like, like, okay, you keep the stage name Jack White. Fucking whatever, I guess. Weird, but whatever. But you can yeah. still change your real ass last name. Yeah, John. John. John, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, John? Ugh. Hey, listen, listen, let's listen to this fucking song again. <laughs> what if a dragon collected trash? What if a dragon collected trash? I, I think this about that sometimes. This only two years older than my mom. Fuck this guy. Oh my god. Fuck this guy talking about this weird shit. Anyway, let's listen to this song. <laughs> you know, it's funny that he can't seem to keep a fucking band together. Whoa, what just happened? Sorry, I think I, I think I'm getting a call that I'm gonna decline. <laughs> Is it it's from it's from John. It's from John White. <laughs> John Gillis said, Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Answer my call, bitch. What the fuck is up, John Gillis? What's your fucking problem? FaceTiming me. Yeah, what's your problem, dude? <laughs> Quit trying to FaceTime you, bitch. I'm trying to record a podcast. You're not welcome. You're not welcome in our space, John Gillis. What the fuck? You bring a weird energy. You bring a fucking weird energy no matter where you go, John Gillis. It's like if I was hanging out with a bunch of girls and John Willis was like, oh, I want to hang out, I would say no fuck off. <laughs> I would not bring him around the girls. Absolutely not. Oh my god, John Gillis. So let's listen to the Rack and Bone. <laughs> let's listen to ra- the Rack and Bone. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> So I have found another piece of the puzzle. Oh. So uh, I I forgot, I was reminded uh that that um while in the white stripes, Meg and John publicly portrayed themselves as being siblings. Uh, I have to question whose idea that was. I think you know. <laughs> the main piece of the puzzle is that they divorced before the White Stripes became a major thing. What? Huh? <laughs> I hate this story the more you tell me about it, bud. He- The fuck kind of relationship y'all have? He- 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 uh, He fucking- <laughs> He decided that he was gonna keep the last name, I guess, so that they could be- Be called the White Stripes? <laughs> Well, and also be said to be siblings. So creepy. And Meg White barely ever appeared in public and hasn't appeared in public since White Stripes disbanded. Uh, makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, the whole thing sucks. The whole thing sucks shit. But hey, <laughs> but hey, Meg White is wearing a wizard hat in the cover. Yeah. So that ties it to the theme. This Ugh. song is actually written by Meg White and a dragon. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, I don't- <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, there is like a part of um of dragon mythology that is like some dragons can turn into people. And you can take that or leave it. But yeah. I do like the idea of <laughs> I do like the idea of like these two dragons appearing in their like humanoid form, but it's like a little bit uncanny valley. <laughs> a little bit fucking weird. Like they have weird eyes or some shit. Yeah. Um or, like long weird nails uh. and like going door to door to these like fucking yard sales and being like, I want all of your weird little treasures. But also that's just how gay people be in a thrift store. <laughs> that's me going to this, the fucking uh, Vincent Paul Society fucking crockery area and getting myself a new very bad mug. I I really, I really, uh, I really appreciate your efforts in <laughs> trying to- Love you. And trying to- have this continue to be a podcast. You're braver than the troops. Oh my god. That ain't saying much. <laughs> I just like, okay, like, uh, like, why was, what was, why were, like, why were no red flags raised? I, uh, the, fl- all, uh, what's the saying? Um, all flags look like white flags when you're wearing rose tinted glasses. I mean, then it makes sense that the white stripes color scheme. Yeah, the white stripes <laughs> was, was white and red was their color scheme. Oh my god, there's so many layers to the metaphor. <laughs> I just, I just don't know what to do. I just feel like I want to move on and spin the wheel, or I want you to spin the wheel. <laughs> you don't want to talk about how they made a song about the rag and bone men of the of England and how they used to sell trinkets door to door. I I mean, look, I fucking love that. I love little trinkets. I love respecting things that are considered to be trash and thrown away. I love the idea of dragons, sorry, dragons that collect trash in like the way that like, you know, a modern day dragon is not going to find a whole lot of gold, right? Or else we'd be seeing a lot of like the cash for gold robberies. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're, if you've got to like maintain that hoarding is instinct to like find something else to like express that. And the idea of it being trash is very appealing to me, but I just don't want to talk about the song anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm entirely sick of having John Gillis in my life. Yeah, he's a bitch. Yeah, he's a shitty old bitch, and and we're done. He's a shitty old bitch. <laughs> I need a clap. Shitty old bitch. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's take a breather. Let's take a damn break. We need break. to calm down. We need to. We need to step back. We need to step back for a fucking second. Oh my god. One, two, three. Let's go. Miles. Hi, Jupiter. Hey, Miles. Would you would you do me the favor? Would you do me the honor of uh taking your little hands? I do have little hands. I have no frame of reference for the size of your hands, but take your little hands and uh-huh. uh reach up onto that wheel and give it a big old spin. Alright. Would you would you do Oh, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> oh yeah. I- <laughs> Look. I start out with a, I start out a sentence with a concept, and then I go on the sentence so long that you forget about the original concept. And you know what? 
That's valid. And I'm valid. And everyone's valid. Yeah. Spin the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Oh, okay. (laughs) How we start every... How we start every one. Gotta start it like that. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise people won't know that we're spinning the wheel. You know how it is. You know, I mean, every episode of Argos is scripted, which is a joke that every podcast makes. (laughs) Yeah, we need to get more material, huh? Yeah, podcasters in general need to get more material. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Hey, what'd you get? (laughs) I got a returning uh, uh, artist to the show now. I got Big God by Florence and the Machine. Ah, okay. All right. I feel like this is like the third or something time that Florence and the Machine has popped up. Yeah, maybe. No, no, that's inaccurate. No, I'm remembering now. It's the second. Because like, I think the first time that you sh- that that it happened was the first time that I'd actually heard Florence and the Machine. I think you're right. Yes. I really liked Florence and the Machine last time we had them on, so I'm yeah really excited to hear more. Uh, I, I think um, Florence is one of those artists that, like, she definitely has her, like, genre, but uh, different albums definitely have, like, different vibes. So this will have a different vibe to the uh, What Kind of Man, uh, which was a very, I fucking love that song. What a good song. What a good uh, song. But this is also a song that I really enjoy. So I'm excited for you to listen to it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Without further ado, let's give the song a little listen. Let's give the song a little fucking listen, huh? Need a big God Big enough to fill you up You keep me up at night To my messages you do not reply You know I still like you the most The best of the best and the worst of the worst Well you can never know the places that I go, I still like you the most. You always be my favorite girl. So, so, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm really digging Florence when, whenever she comes up. I will say this is the first time in a while that we've had a music video on the show, and. And I do want to talk about this music video so desperately. <laughs> How does it make you feel as someone that likes women? <laughs> okay. I will say this. Uh, first off, physical attraction is not uh, something that I uh, feel super duper hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I feel like it's uh, would be weird to be like, uh, oh, this uh, video has a lot of women in their underwear. Uh, isn't that... Because that's that's not the point of the video. They're dancers. Um, However, yes, all the women in this are very pretty. Uh, Yes. Yeah. However, the main thing that I want to talk about in this video is I fuck the concept of the video is Florence is leading these like this squadron of incredible professional dancers. And um, and like like this is more just a, a observation about the filmmaking because like Florence's participation in in this performance is like really really good and she's really like clearly putting herself like as like as much of herself as she can into it she's very like in it i do love that uh for all of the more complicated dance moves that the dancers do 
Florence is always out of shot. (laughs) (laughs) Florence said, fuck that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or like, or when it's a wide shot and they're doing a complicated dance, Florence is exempt from that and is just sort of standing and doing a cool pose. Yep. Uh, and I just like I, that. I like that she knows her strengths and she's like, listen, I can't do what these uh, women do. Like, they are professional, very, like, bendy, strong women. <laughs> and Florence is definitely given it, but, like, there's a difference between, like, putting the effort in and being a professional dancer. It's different. Florence is like, I can flop down into a pool of water in a really dramatic way that sort of really showcases the height- heightened emotions of the song and, like, commitment to the performance of it um but i ain't gonna fucking uh bend backwards like all the way yeah (laughs) i'm just not gonna do it and i respect her but i i really love this video clip like i love the way it shot like all of these like layers of fabric like soaking into this water and i love like water in black rooms like i always think that looks so cool oh yeah, Um, yeah and just like it's so raw and like even like, this video and, and this song, it was meant to, like, have that, like, really tense atmosphere to it. And, like, the way that they move their bodies, like, with stomping and punching and, like, the way that all of them hold themselves and the way that Florence holds herself is so, like, it's very tense. It's and it's so interesting. It's very, like, I don't know how to describe it, like, magical (laughs) like religious in a unique way yeah um and and it is about a big god (laughs) oh so this is um great so this song is great for like because it really exemplifies florence and the machine and the way that she writes because a lot of people are like "Ooh, florence welsh she's just a pretty uh uh, forest lady it's kind of what they do with hosier even though he writes a lot of like power anthems and like is inspired by black artists and like does a lot of like different things but people are just like oh little bog man uh and people do that also with florence uh and this is great because it really mixes the two parts of her because uh she said in relation to this song obviously it's about an unfillable hole in the soul but mainly it's about someone not replying to my text (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I love that combination of like, yeah, it's about like spiritual crises and not finding um faith in the universe. It's yeah. also about being ghosted. <laughs> yeah, I do love that. I mean, like, honestly, I fucking like, I fully vibe with that. Yeah. As a woman who also just completely overanalyzes everything into a philosophical argument. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I vibe, Florence. Florence, I understand. I get it. I do be vibing, though. I do be vibing. Sometimes you, you know, see something in- seemingly innocuous, and you spin it off into a whole question about the universe. It's great, and I love that part of, like, verse two, where she says, like, though I know I should know better, well, I can make this, uh, oh, no, sorry, it's, sometimes I think it's getting better, and then it gets much worse. Is it just part of the process? Well, Jesus Christ, it hurts. Because it's so real, it's like, yes, I'm a very smart person, and I'm an adult, and- it doesn't matter because it fucking sucks. And, like, right. the way that she says it, this, like, visceral, like, it really is, like, it could be about a breakup or it could be about, like, not being able to find faith. Like, it's really burn-chilling. I love it. I, I feel like, like, she exemplifies something that I really, really in- enjoy and recognize of, like, look, <sighs> humanity is not an intelligent species. We're an emotional species. Yeah. 
Like, even people who are, like, faux intellectuals or, like, I don't know, care about IQ for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they're always so fueled by their emotional reactions to things. Yeah. And I think that, like, it's important to recognize it and it's important to celebrate that and to be like, yeah, people are emotional. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. And and it's like a different kind of intelligence to be emotionally like intelligent, emotionally vulnerable, and and to understand how others feel, like that empathy part of us. Yeah, that's a really underrated part of like what makes you a good and smart person. Unlike King Koopa <laughs> in the Super Mario Brothers movie, I thought you were going to say Jack White. <laughs> who I was not about to say John. Harris? Is that the last name? I don't remember. something G. Gil- Gillis. It was Gillis. Gillis. I was not going to say unlike John Gillis. I was going to say unlike uh, uh, King Koopa in the Super Mario Brothers movie, whose literal thing is he is a dinosaur who evolved to look like a human and has a de-evolution and evolution machine that when he puts- Two people in it and puts them to, like, sets them to evolve. They just grow smarter, which is nothing. That's bonkers. It's a wild plot. And then he de-evolves people and turns them into Goombas. What? That has very troubling implications about the lore of Well, well, okay. So, he he turns people who- Okay. So, it's fungus- Okay. Uh-huh. Fungus who evolved to be people. What? <laughs> which is what Toad is. That's Toad, baby. And they turn Toad, who is a man, okay, into a Goomba who is also a man. Wait, so is it saying that you go from fungus to Goomba to Toad? Uh yes, actually it's exactly what it's saying. Okay. Evolutionarily, you start out as a mushroom, and then you turn into a Goomba, and then you evolve into a toad. So Goombas are like monkeys? And then lizards, so it was dinosaurs, and then it was uh, men with bad haircuts, and then it was (laughs) men with bad haircuts who are smarter- And then- and then in the last part of the movie, they have de-evolution guns- <laughs> Which they use to turn a, a a man in another dimension into a monkey, and then Mario Stupid. uses to turn King Koopa back into a into a dinosaur, and then like that's not enough. Dinosaurs are still dangerous, actually. So I'm gonna fire it again until he turns into primordial ooze. Oh my god, that's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just Gouda man? The Super Mario Mother movie is extremely gross and extremely good, actually. Everyone who yeah. says it's bad is missing the point. They have no taste. They have no taste. Don't think about it like a fucking mar- Like, I get it. I get it, Nostalgia Critic. You're still upset that your feelings were betrayed when you were eight years old, but- Guess what? Be an adult, fucker. It's funny in retrospect. You can't <sighs> expect it to be a Mario movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this this episode really has been calling out shitty men. 
Yeah. That's been the That's theme. That's kind of a lot of episodes, though. Yeah, but I feel like specifically this episode has just been kind of constant. We just need to get- um we just need to get a, a MatPat call out in here, and then I think we're. I think then, <laughs> then we've like hit the uh, hit the bingo. Get him! Oh, baby dragon! I did it! Oh, baby dragon! <laughs> uh, uh, thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. Hey, it would be really cool if you gave us iTunes reviews. Uh, we, you know, we like reading them when we get them, and uh, we. We'll read them out on the show if you like, but also it just like helps us out and helps our, uh, yeah. gets our podcast, um, more into the iTunes analytics, which means that it gets recommended to more people through their whole shit. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, like obviously word of mouth and, uh, sharing the podcast with your friends and, uh, talking about music, you know, via the podcast. Like it's, like, that is the best way to help out, best way to get the show out there, and, like, will always be more valuable than, like, contributing to a large corporation's analytics. But mm-hmm. uh, if you want to help us out and want to uh, share your feelings about the show in the form of a, ideally, five-star iTunes review, we'll, uh, we'll fucking read it out, and we really appreciate that, and it's always wonderful to hear what people say about the show. Um, and, yeah, that also helps us out. In a meaningful way. Yeah. Uh, Miles. Cheap it up. I have a theme for you. Ooh, I'm excited because last episode you said that I, I'm going to hate you. Uh, yes, I did say that. And uh, I was about to reiterate that. <laughs> because you are okay. going to just hate this. So my theme for you uh, uh, next episode is a bop. That was made by four pathetic men. What in the goddamn does that mean? A song that is a pop. It's fun. It's a good. It's a. It's a fun. No, I heard you. No, I fucking heard you. <laughs> and and made specifically by four. Count them four pathetic men. I thought you said prophetic. <laughs> oh, no, I did not. This is why I had to clarify. That's why I was in hell. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Pathetic. Okay, I assume I, I can understand who you're talking about. Can you? I, I- I would, I, no, I would love you right now. I mean, there's a lot of pathetic men. I would like you right now to make a genuine guess, and I won't confirm either way, but I want you to make a genuine guess about the band that I am bringing next episode. The Beatles. The Beatles? I'm just going to go and I know I wasn't going to say either way, but no, it's not the Beatles. Well, there's a lot of pathetic men. There's a lot of pathetic men out there. Look, you are more spoiled for choice. Then, yeah, yeah. Then we would like to admit. Um, but I, I want it. I want it. <laughs> I want it to be specifically four, not three, not five. Four, four pathetic men on a song that you genuinely like. A song that you genuinely like. Can I just say the theme sounds like a Jeopardy question? <laughs> it does. That's that's. <laughs> I I was I was saying that I wanted to get more specific and more weird, and this is what I was fucking. I've been sitting on this. I've been fucking sitting on this, waiting for the right fucking moment, and now is the fucking moment. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I told you you were gonna hate it. Well, I fu- I warned you. I warned you that you would hate it. Yeah, I know you did. 
<sighs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I have a I have a full other theme in mind to diss the Beatles. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. You can find us on Twitter at ArtGhostPod, and you can email us at ArtGhostPod at gmail.com. And yeah, thank you so much, and we will see you when we see you. Come not between the dragon and his wrath. It's just some handy advice. Yeah, I feel, yeah, practical. It's very practical. <laughs>